almost 30 years, and I'm still not over it. And so I'm really kind of miserable. So I have to start talking about fall because I just think it's got to be here. And one of the things that I am looking forward to the most, and I'm really grateful, we have Amber and Katie living with us right now, and they want to do a fall garden. And I'm, like, over-the-top excited. Now, it's got to cool off a little bit before we, like, lay out the garden plot. But thank you, Amber. I'm excited that we're going to grow some veggies. And I figure, you know, if we just start talking about fall, that, that fall's going to come. Okay, so just everybody, just keep thinking about fall. You know, with that garden, I mean, I know we, we're going we're gonna to plan it. I'm already starting to think about what veggies grow in the fall. We already have a place in the backyard that we have, we're going to, you know, if we have to fence it, the deer will enjoy our garden if we don't. Anybody see my, you know, the, we had the bachelor bunch in our backyard last night? Eight, maybe ten. It's incredible what we get in our backyard. But they like to eat vegetables, so we won't. So we'll build it, you know, we're going to, we got to do like, you know, we got to do above the ground because I have like an inch of topsoil and all, you know, all those good things. And then we're going to plant seeds and we're going to water. And then Katie has some alternative pesticide treatments. Uh, so, we're not, you know, we're going to be organic in our little fall garden. But, you know, we can do all of that, but when it really comes down to it, there's only one that can make veggies grow, and that's God. And there's something incredible about planting these seeds in the ground and they actually grow. I mean, we, we can care for them, but, we, I mean, only really God can do it. And what I want to remind us of, it, it, that's exactly the same. And that's what God has set up in the ecclesia, the church. And so Paul is writing in 1 Corinthians 3. And he says, who, who, do, you, who do you think I am? I mean, again, I think in Paul, Paul was even struggling. I mean, don't make me more than I am. I'm just an ordinary guy that, that I just can't get over that Jesus showed up in my life and introduced himself to me and reoriented. But I'm just, I'm really, don't, don't. Now, who do you think I really am? And who do you think Apollos is? I mean, who do you think these people are that are showing up? Yeah, they're leading, they're gifted, but don't make them more. We're just servants. Just servants. It's really tragic when the church of Jesus Christ has leaders that expect to be served rather than individuals that serve. That's a perversion of what Jesus has given to us. We're servants, both of us servants, who waited on you. Again, Paul is just saying, you, you, you as the community, you, you, don't, you don't exist for me. I exist for you. Again, it's this reversal sometimes of what we see. We're servants who waited on you as you gradually learned to entrust your lives to our mutual master. We each carried out our servant assignment. I planted the seed, Apollos watered the plants. But God, God made you grow. It's not the one who plants or the one who waters who's at the center of the process, but God. How do we keep God in the center of this thing? 
planting and watering or menial servant jobs at minimal wages. What makes them worth doing is the God we are serving. You happen to be God's field in which we are working. My friend, this is God's field. And we, as a community of people, are, are just what we want is we want God to work his field. And this passage is just simply saying, one, we've got to have a master, and our master is Jesus. And Jesus has given us servants, and those servants are planting seeds. And then the Holy Spirit is watering those seeds. And then all of a sudden there's this, this thing called God's garden or God's field. It's a community of people that are entrusting our lives to our mutual master. In the, in the simplest the simplest definition, that is what the church is. Whose baby is that? Who, who recognizes that? <laughs> isn't, that ama- isn't that amazing that we could? It's just incredible. How do you? Know, how do we know that? It's great. So our mutual master is Jesus, and Jesus is is the Messiah. Jesus is the one that. And throughout the Old Testament, God is foretelling of this person that will come, and that it's Jesus. He's come. He's the King, and He's the Savior. And we as a community of people are learning to entrust our lives to Him, and we're really, if you boil it down, we're really praying one prayer. At least I want us to pray one prayer. That prayer is, Jesus, do through us what you want on the earth today. That's, that's our prayer. Jesus, we want you to do through us what you want to do on the earth today. That is what is like the amazing adventure. So it's not, it's not us telling Jesus, this is what we've decided we're going to do for you. No. I really think most of the time Jesus says, don't do that. It's not going to work. I just want to do through you what I want to do. And so we just, again, we just become servants that invite Jesus to do through us what he wants to do on the earth today. Again, that is his rule. That is his kingdom coming into the earth through us, just ordinary people. And Jesus has given us, in this community, he has given us some great servants. We've got some community leaders. I love to just acknowledge the community leaders that we have, uh, uh, most of us, we, are, we avoid the term elder because we're a little sensitive. You know, you know, as you kind of move along, you don't want to be called elder. You want to be called overseer. That's not quite as aged. But we've got a great group of people that watch over who we are, what we're doing, what Jesus is up to, and pray for us. So I just want to acknowledge George and Cindy, Otto and Christy, Kevin and Andrea, Jason and Alyssa, Steve and Mary Ann, and then Susan and I. That, that's our, those are our community leaders. That's who, that's who Jesus has given to this community as ser- really servants to oversee. Then we've got a variety of team leaders, kind of ministry team leaders. This morning, we got to watch Molly in action as a leader. And she leads a team of people. You want to introduce the people that are in charge of the different classrooms? Who's, who's doing that?
Come see me, she says. Well, we're, we are really grateful for you, and so let's give her a And then we have Cindy and George. They really have a heart for women and men's ministry, and they just keep bringing that into our community. And then we've got a, a, a worship team that is coordinated by Matt. And then I, I want to just take a moment and just say that Matt and Nate, Nate, hello, Nate, you know, they have worked incredibly hard for the past two months to just kind of clean up our sound system. And so we can't tell. I mean, we're serving this the first time that you've had. We can't hear anything, but... Did, did it sound okay? I mean, is it, are we, we're, we're trying where sound is not being obnoxious. So that, we're, we're trying, we have to amplify, but they're really working hard for that to go well. So I, I think they're doing a good job, right? Are they? Okay. <laughs> then we'd like to be artistic. As you can tell, there's some artsy things around us, which is fun. And Christy heads up a team of people. She keeps, keeps generating ideas. New ideas will come. Then we have hospitality with Sylvia. And then we do believe that we're to be stewards of our planet. It's not a throwaway planet. The new heaven and new earth is going to come here. And so we want to be good stewards of what God has given us. And so Robert and Kelly Eby help with that. And then Inga is the one. She oversees the, the people that are praying for us every week with these prayer requests. So thank you very much, Inga. Good job. Yes, she'd be in trouble. We would talk. Ah, compassion. Uh, we, we are a community that believes in compassionate ministry. And Jesus, again, has positioned us just uh, like a block or so removed from a place in town that is a place that needs compassion. And so Susan and Katie regularly lead us to Laurel Plaza. And that's a wonderful, compassionate ministry and an expression of the heart of God. And then we, uh, I mean, you are always somebody that cleans the toilets. Do y'all, y'all realize that? You know, we've got a guy, Mike, who I, he keeps trying to recruit people and people help him, but most of the time I see that Mike's cleaning toilets. And so if there really is a servant among us, it would be Mike, because, I mean, how many of us really clean the toilets? So, Mike, thank you very much. Then we have some training things that we hope to happen, and we hope to, we, we're a multiplying movement. Uh, we, we hope to multiply over the next 10 years. And so I oversee that training and, and multiplying right now. I want to acknowledge that Noel is going through Vineyard Institute. He's doing that well. He's doing that alone, which is a really hard thing to do. But good job, Noel. Noel is preparing uh, to be one of those that multiplies our congregation. So I'm proud of him. Very much. Nathaniel has done that. He's a, you know, that's pretty cool that you've done that. And Robert Eby has finished that too. And we're just still waiting to see what, what Jesus is going to do with those guys. We have some mission partnerships. Uh, we're involved in several places in the world. Steve and Marianne really have a heart for the journey of understanding, which is a trip to Israel and Palestine to hear both sides of the story and to learn how to be a reconciler in that part of the world. Uh, my sister is part of our congregation. She lives in Luton, UK, and does a school of reconciliation, has a big influence on teaching us about that. And then we are officially within the Vineyard Movement. We are parts of uh, a partnership, a mission partnership for Chile and a partnership for Palestinians. 
I uh, just got an invitation to go to Chile in October, so I'm going to start maybe recruit at least one other person to go with me, and that'll be exciting. So those are our servants that, that God's given us. There's others. You kind of expand that. And these servants, are, plant, are they're planting seeds. And I just want to tell you this morning the seeds that we're planting. Number one is we're really trying to plant in our community a servant mentality. There's probably only one prediction about the end when Jesus is going down the signs of the times that really frightens me. And that one is when Jesus says, in that day, as we move to the end of the end, the love of most will grow cold. And he's talking about the love of the believer. He's not talking about the love of the world. He's talking about the community of people that are following Jesus and whatever's ha- happening on the planet, their love, and I'm going to assume it's, it's their love for God, it's their love for each other, and it's love for the people that are not following Jesus. That love grows cold. And if your love grows cold, you stop serving. There's quite a few conversations about, do I provide service for this person or not? You know, I'm fully aware that we have some civil rights, but I don't think kingdom rights and civil rights are the same thing. And I think if we go back to what the servant mentality of those in the kingdom is, you just can't get away with it. We are to serve people. We are to love people, even people we disagree with. There are challenges in that, but I see Jesus in that. And so we're really trying to keep that seed alive and to water that seed and for that seed to grow and for a community of people following Jesus that don't stop loving God, don't stop loving each other, and don't stop loving those that aren't following Jesus. And there's challenge in that. I want us to be people that are stewarding all that God has given to us. God's given us life. God's given us time. God's given us tremendous freedom. God's given us resource. And how do we then steward that? How do we grow in our servant mentality as a community of people that we're saying, God, we are so overwhelmingly grateful that you've given this to us. We don't own it. You own it. And we just want to manage it for you. And we want to bless you with that. I want us, as we, I mean, as we look around, what is, what is God doing in our lives? He's given us lots of kids. Awesome. It's wonderful. But then that means how do we steward these wonderful gifts? It, it makes us as a community have to really step up and say, you know, right now in this season, we want to serve our children. And that's where something like the big old meeting is really important. How do we organize that? And how do we serve our kids well? And how do we serve each and every family that has kids? How do we help it? I mean, man, all hands on deck. Let's go. What a great opportunity. Then we have these ministers. We're trying to get people. Uh, we, we don't want people just to kind of walk in the door, sit in a chair, and leave. 
We really want people to begin to grow with this man. Hey, I want to serve in some way, some fashion. And I know that I have something to give. I want to. So we have all these ministry opportunities with our ministry teams. And then we really, again, we don't want to just build this thing in, in this building called a church building. What we do here is meant to equip us to impact the world. And so every one of us uh, serve in some domain or the other. Steve, if you'll put that, that chart up there about domains. I, I, I haven't done a very good job of stewarding um, domain engagement, but it'll keep coming up, and you can't read it, but I'll, go, I'll tell you what it is. Basically, at the heart of it is a community of people following Jesus. And what, what, what God has invested in us is his rule. His kingdom is with us. And what he intends is he influences us. He, is, he establishes a, his kingdom among us. We are then meant to influence every sphere of society. We're never just to cut ourselves off from other people. We're not supposed to be a subculture or a parallel universe. We're meant to be fully engaged in everything, whether it's the sphere of food and water, whether it's social, civil society, education, art and media, science and technology, government, medical, the economy. I mean, those are the major spheres that make up society. And every one of us, are we're either working in that sphere or we just have a passion for that sphere. And so what our job is, is to remain engaged and bring the influence of the kingdom into that, that realm. And that's our job. And it goes beyond what we do on a Sunday morning. So we're trying to steward that. <sighs> Got to go backwards. Sometimes I can't do that. So those are the seeds. Number one of servant mentality. The second is, is building community. One of the things we did during the summer is we enjoyed summer. But in, in enjoying summer, we just kind of, our, our small group communities died. And we, we won't survive without that. Again, you know, I don't know how many people are here, but this number of people on a Sunday morning is, is great. It's wonderful. However, if we don't meet in small groups at other times, we lose something in our life together as a community. So the community Bible experience, community groups starting up, that's, that's really vital. We're trying to plant that seed in all of our lives that we really want to be part of a smaller group, smaller than a Sunday morning. Then we're also trying to plant the seed of just apprenticeship. That's what discipleship is. We're, we really are trying to make disciples. That's what Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the nations. So how do we then begin to learn? Again, it's this process of following Jesus, learning from him, putting it into practice. And we're trying to do those in British in these learning communities, Vineyard Values and Beliefs, Vineyard Institute, and then Journeys of Understanding, Ladies Bible Study, this and that. <laughs> and then with those seeds, and then with any garden, you know, how does your garden grow? How do we, how do we know? You know, how do we know if we're a healthy garden? And so one of the measures that we use is called natural church growth. The church is organic. The church is a, a garden. So these are some things that we look at and some things that you can pray for and be a part of. One, empowering leadership. Does our community focus on equipping believers for ministry? 
gift-based ministry? Are the tasks of our ministry teams assigned based on gifting? Passionate spirituality is the spiritual life of our community. People that are characterized by passion, we're passionate about following Jesus, about learning, living it out. Effective structures, do the structures of our community contribute to growth? Inspiring worship service, are our worship services inspiring, uplifting? Holistic small groups, do our small groups address real life issues? Need-oriented evangelism, are, are we reaching out in ways that are connected with the needs of people around us? And loving relationship, are, rela- are relationships within our community characterized by love? So that's how we're going to know if this garden is really growing and growing well and is healthy. Last thing, what we try to do every week is we try to give some encouragement and then with that encouragement, ask for a response. And so this morning, the response is, I've, I've just got a, a list of every opportunity that we have within our community for this fall season. What we ask is that people consider how they can engage, get involved, be involved in community life. And I ask that we do that for a season. So you're not signing up for life. You're just you're signing up for the fall season. But I really want uh, all of us in one or the other to really engage in some way with something beyond Sunday morning. So what I would like us to do in this kingdom time is I want to hand these out give you some time to look it over and then go ahead and fill it out like right now and we'll take five minutes to do that okay now if you're visiting with us you're welcome would you hand these out uh one per adult please you're welcome to uh take these and you know you know just think of ways that you can plug in wherever your home church is uh, the, the church is really people that learn how to serve together. If you have a pen, uh, you'll probably want to share that pen. I think we have some more pens in that basket so you can pass those around. some of this you might you might feel a little imp- I mean I may be pressing not giving you enough time you know you might, I want to pray for like a month and fast before I do this but just be impulsive this morning uh, you know and don't you know I, I, I can I'll let you off the hook you know if, if you sign up for something that you just think about it no I don't really want to do that that's okay yes So you answered your own question. That's a good job.
Anybody need a pen? Olivia's walking around pens. Good job. Thank you all for taking this serious and taking time to do this. What I want to do is I want to say a prayer, and then you may sit there and fill that out, and just, if you're done with it, just put it on the table as you say goodbye, and then we'll head out to the Bocornies for our, our picnic together. Does that sound fair? Okay. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that we get to be a field. Thank you that we get to be a garden. Thank you that we get to be something that's alive. Thank you that you have invited all of us uh, to be part of caring for this garden. Thank you that you want us all to be servants. Thank you that you give us seeds that we plant. Thank you that you give us water to water those plants with. And thank you most of all, when it comes right down to thank you for a God who wants us to grow, a God that wants us to mature, a God that wants to encourage us, a God that wants us to live live life well as a community of people. Thank you that you want to care for us. <laughs> and thank you that you want to equip us to be a community that cares for others well as, at the same time. So Lord, I ask that you would uh, take these seeds that I've planted today and really multiply them in our lives. That we would be servants. That we'd be people that build community, build family. And that, Lord, we would be people that learn and live the good news of the kingdom. Lord, we ask your blessing upon our day and all that we're doing, and we thank you in your name. Amen. Thank you. Yes, visitors may come. I love this uh, sophisticated message system that we have developed.